Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. I'm in a hotel room in Chicago getting ready for BetCast tonight, Bulls Sixers. Going to watch my man, Patrick Beverly, put the clamps on Shake Milton and co. Uh, today we're going to talk uh, WGC Dell match play with handicapper Brady Cannon, discuss head-to-heads, group pricing, some long shots, and then Drew and I will wrap talking defensive player of the year in the NBA, uh, an award that is close to my heart um, after Marcus Smart last year. But Drew, how are you? How'd yesterday go? Oh, not super. I uh, got beat up a little bit first round in Miami Open, um, but that's okay. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of tennis left, as they say. Um, and then uh, NBA went swell. Uh, OKC was a no-doubter. I wish I had uh, you know been a little more aggressive and maybe played some money line there. Um, <clears throat> however, uh, not a great uh, look for the Kings. Not I'm not the one that's sweating over here, Jay. Uh, they would like to see the Kings put together some winning basketball anytime now. Uh, it would be perfectly fine by me. I don't think they can sustain a huge, huge swoon down the stretch and still get uh, Coach of the Year home. So uh, I would like to see the Kings uh, find a way to light the beam uh, sometime here in the uh, in the next couple of weeks. I don't think you're going to be too... Uh, shouldn't be too nervous the rest of the way on that, but um, you know, it's coming a little bit. All right, let's bring in uh, Brady Cannon now to talk about the match play event. Brady, thanks for joining us. Let's get straight into it. Just big picture, how is your handicap for the Dell match play uh, different versus a regular PGA Tour event? Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, the handicap is so different this week, guys. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, you do not have shot link data. Uh, for this tournament. And it's understandable that it's hard to track that type of thing because match play is so different. You have guys conceding holes, you have guys not finishing out putts and, you know, a guy hits it into the water and he says, okay, we're good. You win the hole. So, you know, it's really hard to implement any shot length data and and it's not going to jive with the rest of the data that's compiled uh, for, you know, every other tournament on the PGA tour. So we don't necessarily have hard and fast stats on what works at this course, but we can certainly make guesses and and I have done so. Uh, Another part is you're looking at guys' records in Ryder Cups and President Cups and and former uh, match play tournaments, college and and amateur careers, what their records in match play is. And, 
you know, that's not a typical process in the handicap either when we're looking week to week in a normal stroke play event. Um, there's so many levels to this tournament here. You've got, you know, 16 groups of four. They have round robin or pool play uh, within their group for a few days, individual head to head matchups. And then they advance to a round of 16 where it's a knockout round. And I mean, if you're making it all the way to the final four, you're going to play seven rounds of golf in just a five-day period, almost two full tournaments in just five days. So there, there is so much difference here than a typical stroke play event. The handicap doesn't really have much of a chance to reveal itself. When we go through a normal stroke play event, you're looking at course form and current form and a statistical profile for a particular golfer, and you expect that to manifest over the course of four days. But here it's so chopped up and interrupted into little individual matches that, like I say, that handicap doesn't really have much of a chance to develop. It might show up in spurts, but you're just banking on it, hopefully showing up. But the other thing is, too, in a regular stroke play event, we're looking at head to head matchups where one guy might be teeing off at 8 a.m. and another guy's on the other side of the course teeing off at 12 noon. And they really don't have any concept that they're you know, playing against each other in a matchup that's been manufactured by the odds maker here, you have an actual matchup and they're looking at each other face to face, trying to beat one another. And that throws another element into it too. So there, there's just so many different things about handicapping a match play tournament versus a regular stroke play event that really make it so much more unpredictable. And I've learned over the years to dumb down my risk quite a bit. This is probably uh, the one tournament of the entire year where I risk less money prior to tee off than, than any other tournament throughout the calendar. Now I might get involved with some in-game action as we move along and get to new matches. It's really almost like a new tournament every day. Uh, but still I, I am not risking a lot of money here because uh, the results are very volatile. And like I say, what you can do your best handicap efforts, oftentimes it can go the app, uh, the absolute opposite way. That was all fascinating. And I have another important strategy question for you. Uh, a lot of times when you have these kind of unusual events, pricing gets real challenging uh, for the, you know, for the bookmakers, maybe gives us some advantages of players. Um, and in particular, I think of these round robins give you on day three, some dead rubbers. Right. Guys who maybe right. motivation isn't entirely part of the picture because they're like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to the, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move on. Like I need to, I'm going to work on some you know, aspect of my game that, you know, maybe not even compete in this particular head to head. Uh, have you noticed that there's a, a good angle uh, when you get later into the round robin that you can kind of fire away on some of the individual matchups that would be you know, quote unquote dead rubbers? Yeah, I think it's a good point you bring up, Drew. And I alluded to, you know, possibly getting into quote unquote in game action after round one. You do have to be uh, an observer for sure and, and see what kind of demeanor these players have. Right now on Wednesday, everybody's probably trying to win. But like you say, when we get to Friday, things could change. And is a guy going to be trying to play spoiler or is he, you know, basically ready to pack up his bags and head to Augusta in a couple of weeks? Uh, there's certainly different motivational factors and lack thereof for a lot of the players in the field this week. Some of the younger guys that have never been here before, they're probably dead set on trying to win this thing. So I, I think you can probably find some live dogs and, and maybe some heavy favorites as well. Uh, once you've seen a couple days go by, 
that's why I say it's so difficult coming in and it's not easy once we get into the thick of it as well. But I believe you're right that you can, after observing a couple days worth of action and seeing where guys stand in the standings, uh, you might be able to find some prices out there that are advantageous. I love it. Well, great, uh, great insight. And in particular, uh, as it comes in, comes to the head to heads, uh, are there any that we, as we kick off now that really stand out to you for day one, uh, where we see uh, a misprice? Yeah, I, I played five, uh, first round head to head matchups and I'll go in chronological order here. The first one, Will Zalatoris over Andrew Putnam that will start at 12, 10 Eastern time, nine, 10 this morning, Pacific. And Zalatoris, I've seen anywhere from minus 135 to minus 150. Uh, he's been off the boil a little bit ever since uh, finishing fourth at the Genesis. You know, it was way back this fall that he was dealing with an injury. And he said his goal is to be 100% by Augusta. And obviously, we're pretty close to that. Uh, the fourth place finish at the Genesis, I think, gave a lot of people a good sign that he's back uh, playing healthy golf. He did have a couple of off tournaments there on the Florida swing, but now he's back at home. He lives in Dallas, Texas. He's very familiar with this golf course. As we all know, he's a tremendous ball striker. He's 12th in this field for strokes gained approach and 10th in birdies or better gained over the last 36 rounds. And then Andrew Putnam, a great putter. And I think a putter can be very successful in this type of format, more so than a four-day stroke play event. But Andrew Putnam has really been struggling as of late. He's missed four out of his last five cuts on the PGA Tour. So he comes in really struggling to this event. And I think this is a good get-right spot for Zalatoris, who just really feels to me, Drew and Jay, like an innate match play player. I, I think mm -hmm. he really has that way about him. And we saw it last year. He finished top 10 here last year at the WGC match play. So I played Zalatoris over Putnam. I also went with Corey Connors over Sepp Straka. Connors finished third here last year. I've seen him anywhere from minus 135 to minus 150. Straka's also been struggling a little bit as of late. Similar to Putnam, he's got a very good short game. Similar to Zalatoris, Connors is an excellent ball striker. We are expecting some wind here today in Austin and tomorrow as well. And I think the strong ball striking of Connors is going to be able to get him past Straka with the windy conditions. Straka is 156th on tour right now, strokes gained off the tee, and like 96th, I believe, in strokes gained tee to green. So he's pretty decent around the greens, but he's having trouble getting there. So I took Connors in that matchup. And then an underdog here, Taylor Montgomery, making his debut at the match play, a UNLV Las Vegas kid. Uh, you can find him at even money or even better over Shane Lowry. That one will start at 1027 Pacific time, 127 Eastern. And I talked about putting earlier. Taylor Montgomery is maybe the best putter in the world right now. He's number one on tour in putting average, number one on one putt percentage, and number one in putts per round. Also number two on tour in strokes gain putting and number two in this field in strokes gain putting on Bermuda grass. So, I mean, obviously the putting stats are there for Taylor Montgomery and it's different, as I mentioned earlier, than a stroke play event where you see a guy get hot with the putter for a couple of days and then typically it cools off. Um, putting is really, I believe, the most volatile stat and, and can, can just get hot and cold in a moment's notice. But Taylor Montgomery here in a match play format, if he gets hot with that putter for just a couple holes, that could win him the match. 
And you guys think about the mentality as well. If your partner is getting up and down and just playing Houdini out there and making putts from 10, 15, 20 feet, that's really going to get into the head of the opponent. Like, geez, how am I going to beat this guy? It looks like I'm going to win a hole. And next thing I know, I lose a hole because you just hold out from a bunker or something like that. So I think a good putter can go a longer way in this type of format than it can in a typical stroke play event. Shane Lowry, on the other hand, typically has always had a magnificent short game, but it's been awful this season on the PGA Tour. So I took the stronger short game there as a slight underdog with Taylor Montgomery and then Justin Suh at plus 140 over Max Homa. And I really did this, Drew and Jay, just as a contrarian play. I have seen so much love in the market for Max Homa this week. And granted, he's a fantastic player, one of the best in the world, won the Genesis a month ago or so. But Justin Suh has been playing fantastic golf as well, a great ball striker. And I felt plus 140 was a pretty juicy price just to ba basically go against the grain here and take a shot. We all know anything can happen in match play and maybe Max Homa goes down in day one. He could still win the whole tournament, but he might lose this match. Uh, then Maverick McNeely finally over Sun JM Maverick McNeely. I found at plus 155 and he's basically the same mold as Taylor Montgomery as one of the very sharpest short games in this entire field. Uh, Maverick McNeely, number one in this field over the last 36 rounds on Bermuda grass putting from five to 10 feet. And just think how much of a weapon that is. If a guy's holding five to 10 footers throughout the match, that becomes really frustrating for the opponent. And it can have a lot of holes and win a lot of holes for our guys. So I'm banking on McNeely there. Very successful as an amateur and during his collegiate career in match play and had a great run here last year in his debut appearance at the match play in Austin, uh, finished 17th, just missing out on the group round, despite a record of two Oh, and one in group play. So those were my five out, uh, five head to head matchups for day one, by the way, that McNeely matchup a little bit later today, three twenty-eight <laughs> Eastern time, 1228 this afternoon on the West coast. Yeah, if McNeely takes down Sanjay, I mean, that's the fourth-seeded guy against the first-seeded guy on day one. That opens the door for him to win the group, yeah? Absolutely, and I, I don't think Sanjay is the number one seed. There's one other guy ahead of him uh, in that group, if I recall. And I, oh, uh, Fleetwood, maybe Price Cantley, Fleetwood? Cantley. Oh, Cantley. Oh, okay, Patrick yeah. Cantley, and, and I've actually kind of doubled up or double-crossed myself, however you want to look at it. I have an outright on Cantley to win the whole thing, and I also have an outlay or an outright on uh, Maverick McNeely to win the whole thing. And I do have McNeely to win the group at four to one. So I, I think Cantlay, the way he's playing right now, has a real shot. Even though he's never made it to the group or past the group stage in this event, I, I think he's just playing too well right now. Also, let's be honest, without the live guys in this field, that does open up the door a little bit. It lightens the field a little bit for some of these guys. And some of these live players were fantastic match players like Ian Poulter yeah. and Sergio Garcia and Paul Casey. So yeah. maybe Cantley, maybe this is the year he can get through. Uh, but I think McNeely is a live dog in that group. I did make a small play on him at four to one. And I've seen him as a fairly popular play as well. And not kind of the love that Max Holm is getting, but I think some pretty sharp players out there understand uh, that McNeely could be live here. Okay. Well, fantastic insight. Uh, and uh, definitely going to, I, I love especially the the point you brought up because a lot of the success here has been live guys. Uh, be sure 
to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury news, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the Initial wager. Points bet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the Points Bet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. In Iowa, call 1 800 Bets Off. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. 
if you didn't already know, and Brady knows, information gets you ahead in the handicapping space more more than knowing the game <laughs> a lot of the time. But uh, uh, okay, curious your thoughts on a couple of these other potential um, uh, you know group matchups, in particular these uh, these top four seeds. Uh, is there an angle to be had in the outright market by looking at the top four seeds in their groups in particular and saying like one of these guys is not making it out? Right. So between Scheffler, Rom, Rory, and Cantley, any of these guys really stand out to you as unlikely to make it into the bracket ultimately? Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll go the other way here. First of all, the way Scotty Scheffler is playing and, you know, everything lines up for him pretty well, obviously comes off a win at the Players' Championship. He went to University of Texas right down the street in Austin, Texas. Uh, he knows this course like the back of his hand. He's made it to the finals the last two years in a row. So everything that he has going for him, I think he is maybe the most responsible bet to advance from his group. Now, on paper, I really think Rory McIlroy maybe has the easiest group to get through. You've got Keegan Bradley, Denny McCarthy, and Scott Stallings. Stallings, very new to this format, also going to be playing in his first Masters in a couple of weeks. Everything in this big stage uh, that Scott Stalling is facing uh, is pretty new to this guy. So I think Rory might have the easiest group, but Rory out of these top four seeds is maybe not playing the best golf of all of them. He's come out and said that, you know, the weight on his shoulders from kind of for carrying the torch for the PGA tour and the defensive live and everything that he has going on, it's kind of taken away from his game a little bit. So I believe Rory is probably really trying to shed that right now hmm. and focus on Augusta national coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. I don't know if this is his priority right now, the match play tournament, it might be more of a tune up and you alluded to it earlier, Drew. Maybe there will be some value coming out here in a couple of days to go against Rory McIlroy. But to answer your question, the, the toughest group I think is John Rahm. Now, okay. Rahm, you know, uh, withdrew from the players a couple of weeks ago with a, a stomach bug. I, I think that's, you know, irrelevant. I think he's 100%. I think he's fine. And as good as he is, he could absolutely just steamroll through this field and, and whack everybody and win this thing. But if you look at the competition in his field, Billy Horschel won this thing two years ago. Keith Mitchell, been playing great golf this season, great driver of the golf ball. And Ricky Fowler, a very experienced match play player, Ryder Cups, President's Cups. He loves the match play format. And Ricky actually has a lot on the line here. If Ricky finishes eighth or better in the WGC match play, that earns him a trip to the Masters. So he's certainly got something to play for. That group to me, Drew, looks like the toughest of the four top seeds. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, you mentioned the extra motivation of playing your way into the Masters, uh, and you mentioned Keith Mitchell. Uh, I know he's not currently qualified for Augusta, but I saw someone asked or requested to get him to add it to some boards at Circa, at, uh, at some of the other shops, add mm. him to the outrights for the Masters. They put him up at 300 to 1. I blinked, wow. and it was like 150. So somebody out there has a read on Keith Mitchell and the way he's playing lately, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting, and I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. But... Um, Okay, so stepping back then, and I know, again, we're probably going to make the most plus EV bets on Friday. 
<laughs> or you know, yeah. maybe th- Thursday, Friday. That's really when you make your your plus EV bets in this tournament, not necessarily Wednesday. Um, but it's still fun to talk about. So who uh, ultimately do you think uh, has the angle? If you look at the current outright prices, you teased a couple, but uh, is there anyone that you think has a you know a strong and realistic shot to win this that we ought to grab and put in our pocket now? Well. A strong and realistic shot, right? Here we are on Wednesday. You know, we talked about it at the open. This is one tough cookie to handicap. It's so different uh, from a stroke play event. Um, But what I did this week, Drew, is I kind of guessed at what statistics are going to be important because, again, we don't have the shot link data. Uh, but we know what is truly probably going to be important. Strokes gained approach is important every single week. Um, I believe that putting, as I alluded to, the short game is going to be very important. So I leaned on that. And then strokes gained on the par fours. We've got 11 par fours here, shorter par fours as well. Uh, under 400 yards are five of those par fours. So I looked at how guys perform on those holes. And then also birdie average or birdies are better gained. Uh, to win matches, you got to make birdies or certainly they help. So those were pretty much the areas I focused on. And of the shorter shots I did, to, and then basically I did some market reading. Uh, mm-hmm. I went through all the prices that I figured were fair on these guys and actually found very few. Uh, but when I found one, I, I just plunked a couple of shekels on it. And, and you know, I mean, that it, it's kind of a little bit of dumb luck for this tournament. Always. But I ended up on Patrick Cantley. Okay. Uh, I saw him around 16 or 17 to one, and I found a 20 to one. So I felt mm-hmm. that, that was a real nice number. Uh, I played uh, Tony Finau at 22 to one. I, I was hoping to get 25, but I was able to get 22. Cantley has been tremendous. I also looked at, you know, correlated courses, Pete Dye tracks. This is a Pete Dye design here, Austin Country Club and Colonial Country Club in nearby Fort Worth. I also feel is a very similar layout. Tony Finau has had two top five finishes at Colonial. Patrick Cantley has really just killed Pete Dye designs in the past. So both of those guys made sense in that regard. Uh, Tony Finau, we know he can hit it long. He's not the best on the greens, but his putting has improved quite a bit really over the last couple of seasons. And he's been in good form with uh, a couple of wins last summer back to back and one here recently at the Houston Open uh, this past fall. And then my third short shot was at 25 to one, probably again, a couple of ticks lower than I would have liked to have had, but I had to take a shot with Terrell Hatton. Uh, Finished second at the Players' Championship. He's one of the best wind players in the world. We saw him win in a relative tornado a few years ago at Bay Hill when the wind was just howling. Uh, And he's really been playing some hot golf as of late, not only the second place finish at the Players, but, you know, a couple of top 10s and top 15s prior to that. He makes sense on the correlated courses. He's got a top 10 at Harbortown, a top 10 at Colonial, and he's also finished top 10 here at the match play three times. A lot of Ryder Cup experience. So Terrell Hatton was a guy I just had to find a way uh, to land on as well. I think he'll have a good week. And then the two long bombs that we tra- uh, talked about a little earlier, Maverick McNeely and Taylor Montgomery. Taylor Montgomery, I got at 80 to one, and then Maverick McNeely at 120 to one. Nice. And both, uh, basically with both of those guys, I'm relying on just their elite short games to carry them a long way this week. 
Okay. Well, the, the, love all of that. The most valuable thing you said for the listeners was surely the just the market shopping aspect of this. If you're playing the outright markets in golf, you can absolutely use the market making books as an answer key to a degree. Find better prices at your shops or shop around uh, to get the you know the best price on these outrights because there is not consensus. This is not like uh, an NFL board where one you know, one shop moves and everybody follows. This is literally, you can uh, go find value all over the place. So highly recommend that to anyone. Speaking of finding value all over the place, Brady, the Masters is right around the corner. Ah, and, yes. and for sure, these markets have not been made by the professional players, as far as I can tell. So if you want to try to capture a little value, uh, grab a guy that you think will ultimately get that down and or uh, you know really be in the hunt for the uh, you know for the masters now is kind of the right time to get involved as far as I could tell you any early looks for you for uh, Augusta National coming up in a couple weeks yeah Augusta is like the gift that keeps on giving that board comes up uh, you know what in July or something like that of the prior <laughs> year and you go wow Gary Woodland at 300 you know, give me some of that and give me some of that and pretty next thing you know you got 12 guys to win the masters but um <laughs> I, I, back in September, I remember I've answered this question a couple times. September 16th, uh, I got in on Rory McIlroy at 12 to 1. And okay. that's when I could just tell he, his uh, his path right now or at that time, he was really on a boil and you know he was winning overseas. And I'm like, I got to get in on this guy. He's now down 8, 9. I did see a 10. I think if you can still get double digits on Rory, that's a good play. Uh, like we talked about earlier, as far as the match play, I don't know if Rory, if his head's completely in this one, he's had the distractions of, you know, carrying the torch for the PGA tour and the, the live deal and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I know he's ready to be at his peak at Augusta national. And I was able to get him at 12 to one. Uh, so I am on Rory there. And then this was probably about, I want to say five to six weeks ago, maybe even a couple months ago, I took Jordan Spieth at 25 to one. And, and, you know, you can use this advice, I think, going forward too. anytime you see Jordan Spieth at 25 to one to win the masters, I think it's an automatic. I mean, this guy is a master servant. I mean, he's uh, finished first, uh, third, a couple times, second, uh, I think 11th, you know, I mean, he, he just is always in the mix at Augusta national and he's playing great golf right now. Now I have seen, I believe a 23 to one still at Circa, which is a nice price, but I've also <laughs> seen as low as like 17 or 18. So uh, yeah. Jordan Spieth is another guy I have in pocket. And then before the Valspar, I, I was lucky enough to hit Taylor Moore at the Valspar. That was quite nice. But another outright that I had for that tournament was Justin Rose. Uh, I think I had him at around 22 to one or so, and, and he made the cut, but never really did anything. Never really had the pedal to the metal kind of shot even par uh, in each of the four rounds, but he has been playing very good golf this year. Of course, he won at Pebble beach earlier this season and his track record at Augusta is fantastic. And the price I saw him as far as a consensus in the market drew was in the neighborhood of 50 to one. And at Circa, I found 75 and I'm like, nice. okay, I'll, I'll take a piece of that uh, and see if I can, you know, get some action with uh, Justin Rose showing up in a couple of weeks at Augusta. Uh, but those are the three plays I have right now. Rose at 75, Spieth at 25 and Rory at 12. Yeah. And, you know, I usually probably end up with 
I want to say eight guys uh, for the Masters. It's a very interesting tournament. And I mentioned Rory at 12. I'm not betting a lot of guys week to week at, you know, 10, 12, 15 to one. But Augusta is different. You're going to end up with about 80 relevant guys in the field. And and 10 of those are really irrelevant. You know, Fred Couples, Sandy Lyle, Ian Woosnam, they're not going to win it. You haven't had a first timer, a debutante win at Augusta since 1979. There's another 25 guys you can throw out. Pretty soon you're dealing with about 40, maybe even 30 guys that can win this golf tournament. So 10 to one doesn't look too bad when you shrink the field so much. This is the one tournament where I will take some shots with some shorter guys. I like, well, so I agree with you on all this uh, and our par- partners at points bet aggressively protecting Jordan Spieth. <laughs> They're only going to write you 12 to one on Spieth oh. right now. <laughs> but oh. uh, all that said, uh, you know, it's because of course history. And honestly, like uh, yeah. if there's one tournament on the entire calendar that uh, kind of taught people that course history matters, it's Augusta. <laughs> you know, guys That's a great point yeah. to bring up, Drew, you know. So. It's not only taught us about course history. Augusta National actually has the very strongest course history of any tournament we see, meaning it is the most repeatable. Guys that play well there typically do so year in and year out, more so than any tournament on the tour. You got to know the secrets. Uh, Brady, where can people find you and your secrets when it comes to handicapping golf? (laughs) Well, I'm writing now for golf.com and also writing for the PGA Tour, their betting division called Golf Bet. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Las Vegas Golfer, and I'm appearing three, three or four times a week on Sports Grid Radio as well. I love it. Well, I appreciate all that amazing information. I hope you guys enjoy the Dell uh, match play and uh, best of luck to you both then and at Augusta. And be sure we'll sh- be sure to catch up with you later in the golf calendar. Thanks again. Great to chat with you, Drew. And thank you very much for having me, Jay. All right. New MLB season, new rules, new stars. So pair it with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all of the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com backslash draft guide and use Pennant 25 to save 25% at checkout. Baseball is hot right now. The World Baseball Classic, of course, wrapped up last night. It was incredibly entertaining. All anyone can talk about is Shohotani MVP price because... Let's be honest, <laughs> it should probably be a pick em. Uh, That was an incredible performance. Congratulations to the country of Japan for winning the World Baseball Classic and really just for baseball in general, coming up with an incredible format for uh, getting people entertained and you know engaged in the game uh, this time of year. I'm, of course, mostly engaged in NBA this time of year, and it's been a tough season. However, I think we got a decent angle tonight on some Philadelphia 76ers. Jay, of course, is in Chicago for the Philadelphia Chicago BetCast. This is a back-to-back, albeit with a day off in between while they change locations. And as we talked about yesterday, looking unlikely that James Harden plays tonight dealing with a foot Achilles injury that could cost him some time here. Uh, He is currently listed as questionable on the official injury report. I read that as doubtful. Uh, And so I'm going to patiently wait, uh, see if we can get the news and get the, uh, you know, get it to hit the wire here that Harden will be unavailable to play at that point. uh, If uh, this minus three and a half goes to say minus two and a half, maybe minus two, uh, I think Philadelphia is the bet. I think Philadelphia exacts a bit of revenge here. Uh, I think Joel Embiid and and Tyrese Maxey can carry uh, the offense in this spot and will ultimately get the victory tonight in Chicago. 
much uh, much to the uh, delight of the MVP and MVP'd betters. But uh, all that said, I think uh, this should be a pretty fun and competitive game, and I'm looking for the best price on Sixers once we hear about Harden. Uh, other than that, not a lot of action for me in the NBA tonight. Uh, you know, you have. I think realistically fair prices for uh, a lot of these marquee matchups. Uh, the other one that did stand out to me, though, I do have uh, about a point and a half of an edge on Phoenix at the Lakers. Uh, Lakers right now getting a point at home against the Suns team that is trying to turn it around after uh, a couple of tough results lately. I think the Suns uh, ought to be favored by uh, two and a half here, and it's currently minus one, as I said. So uh, the only other thing that I may add to my card besides uh, best price on Sixers would be some Suns. So looking for a little bit of road mojo today in the NBA. Uh, So with that, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the golf talk and best of luck tonight in the association. Uh, Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wagers. Thanks for those of you watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.